The Minnesota Vikings have brought joy and misery to the Vikings fans for many years. At the Skull Purple Podcast, we just want to see the Vikings party with the Lombardi. Join us for analysis, interviews, laughs, and much more. It's the podcast by Vikings fans for Vikings fans. The Skull Purple Podcast starts now. Here's your host, Carson Schubert. Welcome into the Skull Purple Podcast. We are joined today by a very special guest uh, on the podcast by Vikings fans for Vikings fans. And uh, we are joined by Matt Anderson from Climbing the Pocket, Vikings Wire, and the Daily Norseman. And probably the place I know you from mostly, Matt, is from Climbing the Pocket and the Vikings Happy Hour podcast show that you yeah. guys have. And uh, it's a fun it's a fun time. You guys have had a lot of prominent Vikings figures, if you will, on that show. And uh, you guys always spew really good Vikings opinions as well. So good to have you on, man. Yeah, well, thank you for for hitting me up. And I'm glad we could make it work. I Coming back from the Senior Bowl, I was a little little busy, and I, I meant to respond, but that, that little extra nudge was was much appreciated so I'm, I'm happy to be here and chat vikings well you know i've as as a radio guy as well i know that sometimes you need to give people a little extra nudge and sometimes i'm that yeah. person that needs that too so yes. um <laughs> appreciate you making the time and um make sure to follow matt by the way at manderson at matt anderson manderson wow uh at matt anderson underscore eight on twitter and uh Check out his work as well, and we'll we'll get to that at the end. You can share where your uh, work is all uh, at and uh, yeah. any anything like that. But, uh, Matt, before we get too far into Viking stuff, I kind of want to hear a little bit about your story, how you got to be involved with um, Climbing the Pocket, uh, the Vikings Wire, Daily Norseman, all that, and, of course, your Vikings fandom. Go yes. ahead and let us let us hear your story. Yeah, so I mean, it really does start with you know an early age. Uh, my my grandpa had season tickets to the Vikings, and you know took me to games back in '97, '98. You know the glory years early on, and really that's where the fandom started. Um, would go to games all the time. In high school, I was featured in our high school newspaper. I I have it somewhere. I I should really look for it and post it on Twitter, but. Uh, I wore Vikings clothing every day in high school one one year. Uh, I also had Viking shoes back then, and it was it was crazy. And so I've just always kind of had this interest in the Vikings. And uh, obviously, when Twitter was created, it was a good spot to just kind of spew your thoughts. And I didn't take it very seriously at first, but as time went on, uh, I started you know tweeting a little bit more, and uh, you know opinions uh some sort of film breakdowns i don't call myself an all 22 nerd by by any stretch of the imagination but i know enough of the game to be able to to talk through some stuff uh and then that's when when jason brown uh and miles gorham hit me up from climbing the pocket and they're like hey man really like what you do uh would love if you you know joined our team here and you know since then it it's really taken off so COVID hit and was wondering you know what should we do to keep in contact and so we started up Vikings happy hour uh as a good way to 
just really recreate those conversations that we'd always have at the bar. Uh, when I, when you talk about myself, Miles Gorham, my co-host Ryan Ortega, um, and that has evolved into getting to know more people, right? You get this network built up, uh, through that. I've met, you know, the guys over at score North, I've met people through daily Norseman, um, and then as well at, uh, at Vikings wire. So that's kind of led to some of those gigs as well to, not only just tweet my thoughts, but now write them and have them published, which is a little surreal at times. But uh, yeah, it's 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 been a journey, but uh, a fun one for sure. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. And uh, we did actually have technically your coworker on the show, Judd Zolgad at Vikings oh. Wire. Uh, did have him on at one time, and of course, uh, he had to. He had to talk about all of his uh, products that they have over there at Score yes. North, and um, it's you know that's one of the things about Score North that you that you kind of have to appreciate, like all of the all of the things that they come out with for sponsors and stuff. Like they've got so many, so much audience participation with all that stuff. Like you know it by heart by the end of mm-hmm. the show. <laughs> so. Yeah, they could have uh, they could have their audience come on and do uh, like sponsor readings. Uh, for them so they don't have to do it (laughs) yeah that's right that's right hey matt i was gonna ask you uh so i was scrolling on your twitter because you know i was looking for stuff to talk about and whatnot and i saw there was a promoted tweet on your twitter and it was for Krispy Kreme donuts so i have to ask you are you a Krispy Kreme donut fan is that did i do that no (laughs) no it's just a promoted tweet that's on your on your I'm account, like, Damn. so maybe maybe uh, it knows that I'm a Krispy Kreme donut fan, and that's hey, why it's there. You know, <laughs> we don't really have them around here anymore in Minnesota. Um, yeah. I do remember there used to be one in Apple Valley a while ago, and I enjoyed it. I it was great. Actually, they had they had a Krispy Kreme donut shop down in uh, Mobile, Alabama, last week at the Senior Bowl. We didn't stop, but uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. I. I'm down for maybe it knew. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, it is funny though. Like with all these promoted things, like yeah, it's like I've heard friends say, "Oh yeah, I heard about your." Uh, we were talking about your podcast, and I hadn't heard anything about it. But after we talked about it, I I saw it pop up on my social media. I was like, "What?" <laughs> it's like the social media people are listening to us every second. Um, the government's listening to us every second, but anyways, uh, whole, (laughs) whole other topic there that, uh, we don't like to get too much into on this show, but, uh, um, Matt, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Vikings here. Uh, appreciate you sharing your, your story. Um, how, how about Brian Flores? What do you think about the move to bring him in? It seems like a really good hire from a, uh, perspective of changing the entire scheme of really what it was last year, not necessarily from a three, four, four, three perspective, but in terms of attacking compared to playing this shell coverage, this backed off, like let the play come to you type of a defense that Ed Donatel was running. Yeah. I mean, I think fans should be super excited for the Flores hiring. Um, didn't really think it was a true possibility only because he was going to be considered for head coaching opportunities. And I I guess I'm just, 
when we look back at Brian Flores in his time with the Miami Dolphins, I think people maybe forget how how dominant that defense was with not like many standout players. Um, and, you know, obviously he got let go by by the Dolphins and there's that whole other story. But then he links up with the Steelers as a defensive assistant. And now he's considered for coordinator positions, head coaching job. So I really didn't think it would be an, an option for the Vikings um, because of those head coaching opportunities. Fast forward to Monday, and, yeah, I mean, it's a whole whole different ball game. I mean, I know we saw Quasi talking with Flores, uh, really yucking it up right. down there in, in Mobile. You had the um, scoop there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it at first. I just took a picture of like, oh, it's it's Quasi, and then I'm like, oh, that's that's Brian Flores. That we that's wanna... our future DC right there. Yeah, we might <laughs> want to keep tabs on that. But Viking fans should be excited. Flores, to your point, you brought it up already, but a very aggressive style defense. Um, I think that's something that a lot of Viking fans were hoping for last year, and we just did not get it. Um, but I will caution a lot of mm. fans when I say it's not going to be an overnight rebuild um, right. of this defense. This is an aging unit. Um, who knows who's even going to still be here when you think about some of the, the the core veterans. You know, we got Peterson. Doubt he'll be back now, given the aggressive nature of this. He's probably wanting to play some of that passive coverage. Um, Hicks, Kendricks, Hunter, Smith. I mean, both Smith. Zadarius and Hunt uh, Harrison. Who knows, man? It's 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 going to be a wild, wild off season, um, and I feel like we've had so much stuff going on in the first four weeks. But overall, I I mean, I'm excited. I I think it's going to be fantastic. My I, I I am a little concerned about how long he'll stay. Right. Um, but maybe the defense is so bad that he won't do great in the first year, and we'll have him for a couple years. We'll see. Yeah. And, you know, if, you know, we mentioned this on our last episode, you know, if you're Brian Flores, you can, you know, I'm assuming the Vikings are going to be paying him pretty well. I don't know what he's getting paid. I don't think that's even been released yet, but um, I think it's going to be interesting to see that because if you're Brian Flores and you're getting paid well enough by the Vikings, you know, you can kind of stick it out for a couple more years. He's young enough. I mean, he's only 40 years old, 41 years old. Yeah. Like he can kind of wait to get his pick of the litter, if you will, on a coaching a coaching position for a team that he really thinks a front office as well, because obviously, you know, as you mentioned, the troubles he's had before with Miami and that whole saga. But, you know, that that would give him the opportunity to maybe mesh with a front office that is you know, a good front office and not the the disaster that it is in Miami or Houston is another one that I kind of think is kind of in that same boat. But yes. um, I think that gives him so much flexibility and it's kind of like, well, if you want me, you're going to have to, you're going to have to show me that you want me instead of like, oh, I have to go get a head coaching job. I think he's going to be sitting pretty well with the Vikings job, no matter what uh, he decides to do. Yeah, he's got the benefit of, you know, I mean, he's he's got a stable position. I know he, I mean, I'm very confident that he'll succeed as the Vikings defensive coordinator, whether it's this year or year two. Um, but he's got the opportunity now to sit back and say, 
where do I want to be a head coach? Because he's going to be a head coach again. It's a matter of where. And so um, he could sit through this year and get some offers next year and say, I'm good. Don't want that. Uh, don't like the setup you have there or, you know, maybe just limited cap space, whatever the case may be. Um, it's yeah, it's the, the 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 future is wide open for Flores. So I think this is a good a good step for him. Time to take a break from listening to my chat with Matt Anderson to tell you that this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need, and new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check this DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time or 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific to see what prop bet will be boosted. And I I don't have my Super Bowl pick yet, but uh, I'm you know I I think I've got to think that Philadelphia has got a really good shot to win this game for a lot of reasons. But uh, I don't know if you saw the script of the NFL. That might have that might have come out and Philadelphia was winning. But maybe it was a fake script and maybe Kansas City will win. Who knows? But uh, should be a fun game. All kinds of prop bets for Super Bowl 57 that you can find all at DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN on the screen right here. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and 200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Make sure to look in the show notes or down below in the description on YouTube for the disclaimer and for all of the information that you need to find the Sportsbook app from DraftKings. Now, back to the show with Matt Anderson and myself, Carson Schubert. You mentioned that you were at the Senior Bowl and yes. you didn't bring us any Reese's on the show, but uh, we'll we'll forgive you for that if you can give us some Senior Bowl standouts. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't even I I was there the whole week and I don't think I had any Reese's either. You they think they waited hand them to out. give them out to Jay Kaner at the presentation there <laughs> yeah, they could have given it to us media members that would have been nice but uh right. <laughs> uh yeah i mean there i mean i really watched the american portion of practice more intently than i did uh the national side that was obviously tyler forness was down there as well managing editor editor of vikings wire and he we kind of split the practices up um so i kind of passively watched the first portion which was tyler's segment Sure. Um, but there were some really impressive guys that stood out and my eyes kept going to the cornerbacks, the wide receivers and the linebackers. Now, that's not to say that the offense and defensive lines didn't play well because they did. A lot of people uh, had some some key call outs there. But one of my favorite prospects coming out of this week from a from a on the field standpoint and just the person themselves is Stanford cornerback Caillou Blue Kelly. Um, you may have seen some tweets 
from me, from Miles, Tyler, whatever. But the kid had an outstanding week of practice. Um, he can play inside or out. He he's he's just very kind of patient with his coverage, and I just I just my eyes just kept going to him the whole week, and I don't think he's a first round prospect by any means. I think there's still some improvements that he has to make to his game. But when you think about day two, the Vikings want to wait till day two. There's a ton of cornerbacks in that, that area that they could go for. I mean, we, we talk about some other cornerbacks that stood out. You probably have heard the name Darius rush. He Mm -hmm. is a very fast cornerback, uh, great recovery ability. And then when we talk about another one of my favorites of the week, who was on the American team, uh, Kansas State cornerback Julius Brents. Uh, mm. That that guy is, he's got it. Like y- y- you can talk to these players and you know if they have what it takes to to make it to the next. Like I'll I'll make a mm-hmm. declarative statement on your show right here. Like this kid will be good at the next level. Um, he understands the leverage uh, when going against opposing wide receivers. He's physical at the line, but not like chaotic physicality it's like it's very calculated um and he just the way he talks about the game and some of our interviews with him you can just tell that that he's eager and ready uh for someone to give him that chance and he's gonna he's gonna prove some people wrong uh for when they draft him because i do still kind of feel like he's a day midday to late day two pick um prove my iowa hawkeyes wrong (laughs) Um, some wide receivers, man, there were, there were some good wide receivers there, um, raw guys, but they will definitely step in and and help some teams out. I think of Xavier Hutchinson. Uh, he looked like a, a really good, I guess I have my article up here cause I'm trying to remember everybody, uh, that I wrote about, but Xavier Hutchinson was a really good, uh, guy that week. He really stood out on the last day of practice for me. Um, his catch, his ability to go up and just snap, snag the ball out of the air was impressive. His release off the line, his body control was super, you know, impressive again. I don't want to keep using impressive, but it was, um, tank Dell, Nathaniel Dell is another one who many people were ooing and eyeing over the whole week while we were there. So there's, there's talent to be had. Um, especially at those two positions. And then I'll just give a couple call outs here to some linebackers. Um, Deshaun Overshone uh, is a linebacker. I forget where he plays, but he stood out to me. Big, big guy with a lot of speed and power. And then Evan Pace uh, Jr. as well had some flashes. So I I think when you go to the senior bowl and you're looking at these guys, not a lot of them are going to be first round prospects. Um, but if they can dominate the competition there, I think that that bodes well for their their draft stock and, um, you know, potentially their NFL career. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun down there, too. Um, got to was it yeah. you was it you guys that uh, were behind Quasi? No, at, that that was Thor's group. That was Thor. OK, yes, that was yes. Thor. OK, so. uh trying to whisper whisper names in his ear or something (laughs) (laughs) you gotta pick this guy um so 
I'm going to switch up my last question since I saw this article before we started. Um, And you can kind of make reference to this. But your article, uh, five players the Vikings could target after after the Brian Flores hire. And uh, the first name on the list uh, definitely caught my interest because he is actually from Northwest Iowa, where I'm from originally. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle. He played at uh, Boyden Hall Rock Valley High School. Uh, a couple. Of, he's a few years older than me, but I do remember watching him play when I was um, in high school. And then you have a few other names in there. I'll maybe just tease it for people to go and see the other names, the other four names. But um, Andrew Van Ginkle is definitely somebody that stands out. You know, not necessarily as a starter, but a definite rotational depth piece that the Vikings would very well like to see, I think, uh, contribute to that defense. Yeah. Well, so the the thing with like trying to build out these, these articles of like, who could we target? It's very easy to get wooed by the big names, right? You want to go and get the big hitters, but let's face it. The Vikings are strapped for cash. Now there's avenues for them to get out of that. We all know that we haven't seen it yet. Um, but also I think we also need to look back to last year when Kevin and Quasey first got here, kind of the moves that they made for their roster. So I think, uh, an under the radar signing last year was Johnny Munt for a two year deal, um, coming over from the Rams with Kevin O'Connell has that familiarity. So it's something that NFL teams definitely like to do. And so when I was looking through it, I was like, yeah, I would love Xavier Howard, of course, who wouldn't? Uh, money's not going to work. We're not probably going to trade for him. Um, I guess never say never, but right. st- statistically speaking, it's probably not going to happen. But when you look at a guy like Andrew Van Ginkle, who played with Miami, the same kind of time frame that Flores was there. Right. I mean, it, it, it makes too much sense. He's a free agent this year. We need linebacker help, especially depth. I mean, I'm not asking for him to be the starter, but I would feel comfortable with him being the starter or for for a short period of time. He's younger. He knows the system. And when you're thinking about handing the baton from Jordan Hicks to Brian Osamo, which I totally expect to happen, you're going to want somebody there that can kind of help Osamo out, get him up to speed a little bit quicker, and having guys on your defense that have played in that system before is very important. I think we've seen it throughout, you know, almost every defensive coordinator or in a change that we've seen. You know, I, I even point back, I pointed back to on my show with Miles and Ryan the other night, uh, the Terrence Newman thing, right? Like when Zimmer came here, right. he brought Terrence Newman um, and tried to get all those Bengals players, all those rumors of just, you know, hey, is this Bengals player coming here? Because Georgie they, Loca. Yeah, well, we all know how that turned out. But <laughs> <Yeah>. yes, exactly. <laughs> um, people who know the system because it just helps everybody along, even if they're not playing. Um, and I think we often forget that as fans. Even if they're not playing, they're pretty important assets to the team just from a knowledge perspective. And it's, I mean, it's a real reason why Kirk Cousins wanted Sean Mannion around for so long because he right. felt like he helped him in the quarterback room. But yeah. So Van Ginkle, I think, is a good one. Um, I mean, I can I can hit one other name on here so we can make people go read it. But uh, Cam Sutton go. out of yeah. Pittsburgh, 
I think that's another solid one, especially when you think about our, our cornerback depth. Uh, Caleb Evans, Cam Dantzler, and Andrew Booth Jr. are the only cornerbacks on roster next year under contract. So there's obviously going to be some somebody's going to be drafted at that position. But can we go and sign somebody too? And when you think about Cam Sutton, you know he's smaller, uh, but he's got versatility. Uh, he can play inside and out. He's familiar with Brian Flores, not necessarily the system, but the the coach himself, because obviously Flores was there last year. Um, and you know when you want to think that when you want to think about Flores's defense and the ability to blitz, I think Sutton is a great cornerback to kind of you know, sneak up to the line of scrimmage and then just send him on a cornerback blitz. So it's, it, it makes sense to kind of bring him here if the Steelers don't retain him. So, um, and then there's obviously a few more guys on there, a couple D tackles um, and another corner or two, I think. I forget. You'll, you'll have <laughs> to go to Vikings wire to read yes. the rest and find out. Yes, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, do you have time for one more question or do you need to get yeah, going here? You're good, man. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw this question back in here. Um, so what do the Vikings do with some of these veteran players? That's, that's kind of the long, you know, honestly, last season, Matt, I think you probably were having the same thought already. Yeah. Like after last season, like the 20, the final season with Zimmer, I think we were all already thinking, okay, maybe some of these guys are going to be gone already last year. Mm-hmm. Nope. The Vikings keep pretty much everybody. And they add, you know, Sedarius Smith. Um, that's pretty much, pretty much the only addition other than rookies that the Vikings uh, added. And can you really call it an addition from how they, <laughs> how they were on the field in the first year? Obviously, things could still um, pan out, and we hope that they do because that's a lot of wasted draft capital if it doesn't. And you know, it's, uh, yeah. It, there's lots of other things you can throw in there, but um, yeah. what what do you think about some of these individual players? I'm kind of of the mindset. I want to keep Harrison Smith for another year or two, but I'm kind of at the point where I'm, I'm ready to get rid of a lot of other, the, of the other guys. And yes, I know it can always get worse, but at the same time, it's like, is it worse to be, smart and slow or maybe a little bit less smart or however you want to phrase it and fast, which I think the Vikings need to get quicker um, based on what we saw from Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, um, you know, throwing a couple other guys if you want as well. But that, so I'm just curious where you're at with some of these veterans. A lot of these guys, you know, we love them and we've got some of their jerseys hanging up or whatever, but it's like, you know, you eventually got to move on from some of these guys because otherwise you're going to get an aged out roster and you're not going to have the replacements uh, when those guys get to the point of where they are now. So, yeah. So obviously I think the Viking fans in general have been kind of spoiled for some of the longevity that we've had with a lot of these players. Uh, when you think about Harrison Smith, when you think about Eric Kendricks, um, we drafted them back in 2015. Like to be with us for as long as they have is a pretty, you know, rare feat in the NFL. Um, so it is, it is sad to potentially think about these guys not being on the team this year. Um, I think the, the no brainer decision for me is Jordan Hicks. Um, yeah. 
five million bucks you can save in like I think it's like a million and a half dead cap. You got Brian Osamoa emerging. That seems like an, an easy decision. Um, one that I don't know fans are talking about very much, um, but I think it could happen is CJ Ham. Um, mm-hmm. If they need to just get a few million dollars, and fullback isn't a super important part of Kevin O'Connell's uh, um, offense. And in fact, plug to somebody at the Senior Bowl quick, uh, Oklahoma's tight end, Braden Willis. He's kind of an H-back, way late day three kind of guy. Dominated down there, absolutely dominated, and would be somebody you could draft in the seventh round and have him step in and sort of fill that role at a cheaper, cheaper rate. Um, I I feel like I feel like Cook is probably on his way out. Um, we've heard the speculation mm-hmm. about that. Um, Thielen talked this morning on I think it was Pat McAfee's show. Obviously, he wants to retire here in the Minnesota but he feels like he's got something to prove. I don't know. I, I, I feel like the Vikings will work with him. I am. It's, it's tough. Because I think he's got to prove Matt. I think he's got to prove he can stay healthy. Yeah. Well, and run in the right direction. I mean, every time he caught a pass, I felt like he was running the wrong way or running towards somebody, but um, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's going to be tough. What I would do is I think I would, I think I would try, to restructure some core guys. So I think it's important to keep Harrison Smith again, um, especially because I do think he could thrive in Flores' mm. defense. And I would really like to see Kendricks back. And people dogged on him last year and said he didn't have a good season. And if you go back and watch the film, Kendricks, I mean, he was learning a brand new scheme for the first time in his career. Right. And I thought he... I thought he played pretty well. He was his reads were spot on. He was just a little bit behind, um, and I, I think I would like to see him stay. The only one that I don't know about is Zedarius Smith. Um, he kind of fell off a little bit the back half of the season from a, a stat line pers- perspective. He was still making his presence known, um, but he is getting older. Um, he did slow down a little bit in the back half of that year and we can cut them for you know, a good chunk of change. I have it over here. Let's take a look. 12 million bucks. You can save. Um, right. Now how you replace that is a whole different story. So the, mm-hmm. the Vikings and Quasi have, have their hands full for sure. But um, yeah, to your point, we could see, be seeing a lot of these guys go away. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of it depends on what the Wolves want to see too. And we saw that was uh, a big reason why a lot of these guys stayed last year, probably. Yeah. Just, hey, let's uh, let's see what a new coaching staff and GM can do with the current players we have and just sprinkle in a couple of new guys here. But yeah. um, it didn't it didn't work out on the defensive end. Uh, it worked out pretty well offensively. Yes. Um, but uh, unfortunately, you know, as they say, defense wins championships, and uh, that defense was... <laughs> you know, not going to win a championship, but you know, you go back to the scheme and you go back to the players in that scheme. You know, I think that definitely had something to do with it, but um, we could sit here all day speculating on all this stuff. So that's what makes the off season fun, man. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, hey, we really appreciate having you on. Uh, Matt Anderson, again, you can follow him on Twitter at Matt Anderson underscore eight. And all of his stuff, Climbing the Pocket, uh, Vikings Happy Hour, Vikings Wire, and the Daily Norseman. Matt, tell us about uh, about some of the places where they can find you, our watchers and listeners. Yeah, so YouTube, Climbing the Pocket. Um you can find the Vikings happy hour show there. Uh, we're kind of changing it up a little bit. We used to do a weekly uh, live show at winds on Wednesdays, but we want to uh, change it up. So we'll have some more frequent podcasts rolling out um, shorter, but, but quick hitters. So that'll be fun. So if you want to check that out, feel free. Also Vikings wire, you can find my writing there as well as at daily Norseman. Um, for all the stuff that kind of pops up, whether it's mock drafts, actually, I think I should probably check with, with Tyler, but I think I, I have to have a mock draft up by Monday, so I should probably get working on that, but, um, you can check all that out, uh, on those two sites. All right, man. Well, Hey, we really appreciate you coming on and maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll have to get your thoughts before the season begins and, uh, absolutely. maybe, uh, maybe things will change. Maybe we'll all be optimistic again and the, uh, <laughs> We'll be popping off the um, Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl comments like Vikings fans are known to do. So absolutely, um, it's our year. This is our year, right? So, it is until it isn't. <laughs> that's right. But uh, Matt, no, really appreciate you coming on and uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you. That's going to do it for the Skull Purple podcast. And as always, Skull.